Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it is weekender time and we've a packed show for you. As always, we're going to be kicking things off with some proper Polish, having a look at some Port Royal Pirates. And on top of that, we also plunder a couple of Kickstarters, along with a whole host of other gaming news that's caught our eye over the last week from the industry. On top of all of that, but wait, there's more from store.ontabletop.com. Com, we have a prize of the Old Dominion Conquest 5th Anniversary Supercharged Starter Set. <laughs> to be able to the chance to win, you need to come over to ontabletop.com and pop a comment below this video there, and we shall pick the winner next week. Now sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Everybody and welcome to the weekender. Today I'm joined by Ben, Justin, and Shay. Hello. To take you through a week's worth of the gaming news. Yeah. Fancy, fancy gaming news that people haven't seen yet, or maybe they have. I don't know. Depends how they've been paying attention. There's some very fresh news. So fresh. Later. But we'll have to wait. Mm, we don't want to get Time ahead of ourselves is on that. A circular <laughs> concept. And what people have and haven't seen is both real and not real. Yeah. So you've already seen what you haven't seen unless you didn't see it in the last cycle or the one before or the one before or the one before. I could just go on. Exactly. And if you manage to get through that, then welcome to the show. Well so. done, you. <laughs> well done, you. Our dungeon alien is finished. Paintbrush is down. Stay yes. away from your table. Like the Krypton factor. Uh, <laughs> we'll be looking through those soon. And, uh, and then putting together our winners um mm. but it's been a lot of fun watching what people have put together mm. there's been some exceptional stuff there was even a bookend although oh, i don't some... i know technically it's listed as dungeonalia dan i don't technically think it is dungeonalia though <laughs> uh, people can go and find that on the projects themselves well is it a bookend that you can put down on the table and go this is the the big bad no no okay never mind i tried to save you buddy no, there's no saving that one. Uh, that comes from Lloyd's Mad Memories. Um, so yeah, obviously there's there's a lot of stuff to go through and uh, and we'll be taking our time to pour through it. But thank you for everybody who got involved. Uh, it was so. it yeah. was spectacular while it lasted. Mm. What a shame it's over. Oh. <laughs> if only there was something else that they could do. Time will tell. Anyway. <laughs> Time right. is a circular concept. No, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, we're stuck in a rut. Right. <laughs> we have more important things to be getting on with, though. And obviously the most important thing of all is our Indie of the Week. Ooh. And this week, it's the infamous JT. Mm. I do love that man. Jamie Tranter, uh, for people who are not aware of his work, uh, he's been floating around in our little cubbyhole of an industry for some time now. Uh, worked with various companies, Warlord, Fitzor, uh, Meg as well, I think. Um, done some fantastic painting over the years. A thoroughly nice guy. And a few years ago, he ran a Kickstarter for the Warsaw Uprising. Mm -hmm. 
And that is what we're going to be looking at. Because when I say it's little Indy, it is so little. It's 63 days of littleness. Um, because <laughs> it was just put together a, a set of 28 mil figures that could be used for the the Warsaw Uprising in any yeah. World War II game you fancy. Obviously, if you're a bolt action player, um, this is nailed on for that um, because it gives you plenty in there. Um, I will start with my favorite pieces, I think. So the, uh, the range itself was sculpted by uh, a couple of sculptors. Um, so there was uh, Dennis uh, Zornowski, from Savage Forged. He did all the figures. And then nice. um, Jonathan from Vevictus, uh, Linaris, possibly, is how they pronounce their name. He did the 3D work, the CAD work, so things like oh, Kubus cool. at the back. All the weapons were 3D sculpted and then handed over. Uh, and there's also a little dispatch biker. Wow. So those are the two guys working through it. Um, if I go into here, though, da, 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 da. Uh, so this is pretty much the extent of it. It is compact and bijou Boston. Um, but like I say, I'm starting with my favorite. So there were a couple of characters, for want of a better word. Um, as you can see here, there is a photographer with Kat, uh, <laughs> who was, and I'm not going to pronounce that name, it looks like the Polish version of Eugene. <laughs> and I don't want to insult them. Um, he was actually a Polish Olympian. Um, decathlon, long jump, javelin, all these sort of things. Drafted into the Polish army at the start of the war. Was made an officer. Um, captured by the, the Soviets. He escaped to Warsaw and started running um, classes in like an underground university. Uh, mm. Which means he wasn't part of the officer massacre when the Soviets just lined up all the Polish officers and went, oh, right, yeah, we're going to kill you. So he, he was there uh, in Warsaw when the rising took place in, in, as part of the Home Garden um, 44. Uh, and the cat is uh, a little cat that he was pictured with. I don't know if it was his own cat or not. Hmm. Um, I wonder if they have the, they had the photos on the original Kickstarter. I might try and grab those uh, to see if I can find them. He unfortunately um, died during the, the uprising. His sister collected all his photos and published them in a book. Hmm. It is a very expensive book. I can but, imagine. <laughs> but if you find it, um, or you can even possibly look for it online, uh, it has you know day-to-day -day shots of the, the, the home guard during the uprising. You know, people firing out of windows or, or people just catching a break between you know, uh, engagements or just, you know, living their lives while this uh, insanity was going on around them. Um, I imagine a lot of his work was inspiration for what was created for the range, I imagine, and sort of used yeah. as reference and all sorts of different things. So, oh, No, I can't get the pictures up, which is a terrible shame. Anyway, so that's that's our photographer um, who's just, he was a nice little bonus for the, uh, for the, the Kickstarter. Um, the medic, on the other hand, is uh, Donatu Motas, um, one of Jamie's friends, Peter, uh, who does a lot of painting. You'll, you'll have seen his work on Warlord's site, uh, doing some of the studio paint jobs and stuff. So things like the mouse, remember they released the mouse? Uh, that was one of Peter's. 
this is his um, grandmother. Oh. So she was actually a medic in the home army during oh. the, the rising. Um, and they, they sculpted based off photographs that uh, Peter passed across. Um, oh. She was actually in a, in a house when it was shelled by a tank, possibly a tiger, something very big anyway, um, and survived because there was a door in front of her that took the blast and then hit her and sort of, you know, um, sandwiched her in it. So she ended up uh, being captured and, and spent the, the rest of the war in a, in a prisoner of uh, war camp. So, But those mm-hmm. two are just because they are specific people and the, the work they've done is great. So I just love having these actual little... Uh, homages to to actual yeah, people really cool. who fought in it mm, absolutely um, and i say that, that these are you know particular people uh, in actual fact because obviously he took a lot of photographs and there are photographs kicking around uh, some of the other models are based on photographs of the, the rising even in cases where they may not know who the person is um but they are you know accurate to to the people that you have there uh so if I then go into some of the actual partisan packs, we'll do those first. We'll start with the rifles. So, as you can see, the uh, partisans are wearing a eclectic mix of stuff. Some are in uh, commandeered German equipment. So there's a lot of people running around in um, SS boxes and stuff that they stolen from the Germans because Warsaw had become the sort of fortress city for the Germans. Uh, others are just wearing civvies, um, obviously all with the, the Polish national flag as their their uh, armband for easy mm-hmm. identification. But these are a stunning little group of fellows. There's something you don't really ever see is a ten year old child carrying weapons. Uh, plenty, plenty of them around. See all the time, yeah, yeah. And, and well, this is the other thing because obviously they they're nailed on for. Uh, the Polish uprising, but they also work very well for partisans um, in other areas. Or if push comes to shove, um, you could use them as um, Volkssturm. So the the drafted Germans as well, where you know you're just right. you know handing kids and uh, and old men weapons and telling them to get out there and defend Berlin. Um, you know, could be done for that. Or you could use them for interwar stuff as well. These are all metal cast with the exception of the Kubis and the little um, bicycle, which is, uh, they're both resin, by the way. That's our first rifleman pack. Our second, a little more civilian-esque. That helmet is so big for that guy's head. Oh, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> I know. The, the, the fellow on the right has the has the right idea. He understood the assignment. Let's get absolutely lashed. <laughs> and then screw up some Germans. Yeah. It's the these. best way to get through the fighting, I think. Yeah. Yep. These are just gorgeous. I really like the mix of uh, of kit they're wearing. Obviously not kit, but yeah. you know, civilian outfits and stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah, they're creating a good, diverse yep. force of soldiers. Well, know. that's it. For, for your, your partisan force, where you've got people who, you know, literally went and stole a load of German kit from a warehouse um, to the people who have just 
turned up with a uh, a helmet and a and an armband, and off they go. Yeah. You know. Hmm. So, set of uh, essentially twelve rifle. Uh, well, say twelve rifle. There's a, an LMG in there, um, but you could have a, a rifle team, uh, or there's the CM with SMGs. A little bit of close-up action. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Molotov as well. Good stuff. Well, (laughs) wouldn't have it any other way. Mm -hmm. And again, some of the weapons are specific. So some were, you know, um, Polish hand-built variants of uh, things like uh, race guns or or Thompson's that they were screwed together. Yeah, (laughs) that that they were making on the ground. That I think is uh, an early war Polish SMG. With the is that like a fire brigade hat as well? The one guy's probably yeah. (laughs) But then, bear in mind the the French Adrian helm was similar in style. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it could go either way. Let's put it like that. And again, really cool stuff. More of same. And these are just absolutely nice gorgeous. Stuff. Nice yeah. dynamic poses as well. I know yeah. these are gorgeous because I backed the Kickstarter, so I have a full army of this. <laughs> just, which, is, which is why every year I go, we should do some stuff in August for the Polish uprising. And then every year something else occurs and I never get a chance to do it. <laughs> we should do this, Shay. I'll up for it. Sorry about it. Um, so that's your uh, infantry sections. Mm-hmm. So your platoons and the like. Then on top of that, we also have the more esoteric. I say more esoteric. That's somewhat esoteric. The British dropped some piats in for them to use. Yeah. Um, so there are piat teams available. Um, I don't know what numbers they were there, but they had them. And occasionally a piat would work. You know, occasionally. Hey guys, you have three. Sometimes. You ha- <laughs> if it doesn't work, Try a bigger spring. <laughs> That's yeah. the one thing that always freaks me out is the Piat was bloody spring loaded. Yeah, well, That's where Nerf guns started from, Shay. Oh, I'm aware of the Piat. I love a bit of Piat action in video games. <laughs> oh. But this, so that this wasn't quite as rare an esoteric piece of kit in okay. uh, the uprising. Um, the K pattern flamethrower, they used a lot of homemade flamethrowers in the rise, more than. Um, you would generally see because it was Just something that was buildings, I guess. a so. devastating piece of equipment that they could manufacture with the the uh, provisions they had within a, a German occupied country at that stage. I mean, what what's the saying? It's not a war crime if it's the first time. It wasn't oh, the first time. It wasn't the first. <laughs> time. Oh, I know this. I know this. For them, it may have been. Links can a lighter, so you need. Yep. <laughs> so don't think they had those, yeah. So that, that lets you build your core of your platoons up, um, which is nice. Uh, and then we have our vehicles. So little dispatch rider. I mm-hmm. honestly don't know what I'm going to use him for. I don't think he has uh, rules uh, in bold action, which is generally the, the game we play whenever mm-hmm. we're playing 28 World War II. use him as a, a, the, the sort of moving objective as part of a game oh yeah maybe the partisans have to cover him and he has to and you basically just give him additional movement mm. as he zooms through the streets. oh well there are rules for bikes so you yeah. wouldn't need to be anything clever with him but yeah, yeah. i should use or him you a, you could just remodel him so he's down and wounded 
Oh no, I wouldn't remodel him. See a guy riding around fast on a bike, shoot him. He's a beautiful little sculpt as well. That's how Justin keeps the roads clear of cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I don't even drive, and I hate them. The Kubis is lovely. Yeah, this is this is just an absolute darling. Um, they they only started building this like a week into the the uprising and had the right. had it knocked out in no time, um, and it was equipped with light machine gun and then it has optional piat flamethrower or light machine gun up top wow. um so you know it's uh it was all good in the hood is it just say. like uh, was it one of those was it kind of like an upcycled vehicle kind of thing it was like a, a, sh pieces, a chevrolet truck right that they a teamed they closed okay. the doors of the warehouse <laughs> bolted an armor onto it welded that armor shut and then two weeks later this rolled out the original killdozer then <laughs> but it was uh it's actually although it looks relatively small there it uh -huh. was a armored transport okay so it was used to to carry people around um and lasted up until i think it was the second assault on the university um mm. before, so it finally gave up and was just left um first week in september I think fifth or sixth, it was abandoned. That was it. Uh, what, the did they only went, build one? Yeah, the rising went on for a couple of weeks after that, but it it survived the war, um, and it's mm. still it's in the army museum to this day. Oh, uh, so you can nice. visit it. Yeah, and yeah. I think the there's a specific uprising museum which is separate from the army museum where they built a, a working um, replica, so you can see <laughs> one that actually amazing goes around but as well did they only ever build one of these or was this yeah. something they built a few of no no just built one <laughs> okay the, the water rising was literally 63 days okay so they had this they had a captured 251 uh german half track that was also used for troop transport and they also captured two panthers but we know i don't like tanks in my games of bold action uh, so they will not be seen <laughs> theoretically you could but the 251 you could have it they called it gray wolf uh, and kubis was named after the uh it was the code name for one of the designer's wives who was killed uh, like a week before oh uh, wow. during that that rising so that, that was her partisan nickname it's um, so it's so awesome well i say awesome it's obviously obviously devastating as well yeah but i love the kind of ingenuity of people in the, like these situations, oh, yeah. come up with mm -hmm. stuff like this. It's, it's. I well, get it. I think obviously the reason that infam the infamous JT that Jamie did this as well is that I don't think a lot of people necessarily know about this in as much no. detail. And so to have all these different characters and personalities and vehicles and things and learning about all this cool stuff from World War Two is just a great way for you to learn. You know, go beyond the beaches mm. of <laughs> of Normandy and the fighting in. France or whatever, yeah. and explore different things. Like Weirdly, this. I, I think the book's up in the studio because we were playing a game of bold action recently. Um, but about eight nine months after these models came out, uh, one of the Warlord campaign books came out that has the Polish uprising list in it, and it includes right. the Akubis as well. Um, so, so it's nice that there's there's a list you can fix it straight into, and you can go and, cool. and because it was such a narrow tight little point in time but they they're the the first assault the university was beaten back there was the second assault the university there are these 
points where you go, well, we know what happened here, we know what happened here, and then we know the Russians absolutely screwed them, which is part and parcel why the the uprising happened. The the Soviets were coming in and the Poles decided they would attempt to free themselves of uh, the Germans before the Soviets arrived so that they could reinstall their government in exile. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Stalin was arriving with some uh, Polish pro-Soviet Poles who were forming their own government and they stopped outside Warsaw and and waited until the Germans had crushed. Oh, If they'd actually moved in and the Germans were having to deal with the rising on one side, it may have ended up very differently towards the end of the war where the the Polish may have been a, a free country or they may have been uh you know attached to europe rather than sucked into uh, the soviet union at the end of it yeah so mm-hmm. but but it's when you start looking into things like this that um that you you start seeing all of these bits and pieces and you could go in and, and explore all of that um, perfect opportunity for uh sort of an a series of event style games like yes. you set this up and you because obviously you know you as you say you've got the definitive start and end point mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm dive in and play it from beginning to end or maybe pick particular flashpoints as it were to mm. focus mm. in on um, well, with with having that photographer who was there and you say there's a book with all the photos are there any photos of the just the actual city itself some of the battle scenes that you could maybe use to recreate a table i've only seen a few pages of it mm. it's it's like a four or five hundred page long book oh wow but it's also a 250 odd pound book oh right so <laughs> yeah because it, it's you know it's small press published and mm-hmm. i don't think it's had many reprints so it's a case of if you can find it yeah um you're you're doing well so you can pick you can pick up a whole army for a ton mm-hmm. ton plus change uh the other thing on this site though which i absolutely adore am i going to be a guy um so harris like brush the guy who's good at painting models does good this, painting guides. Jamie did it because oh, he's connected. So Heresy yeah. Brush, Ruben Torregosa, Torregosa, oh cool, um, did them. So there's one on the Cubis, mm-hmm. uh, there's one on the infantry, um, and there's you know one on the infantry in German style uniforms, um, and they are really really good painting guides. Even mm-hmm. if you're not planning on doing World War Two. If you're just looking for a good painting guide on vehicles, um, he's using a, yeah. a whole range of effects there, so enamels and oils and that sort of thing. But even from there, you know, pros and cons of enamels and oils and acrylics, how prime camouflage in stages from um, masking and, and shading to doing your camo pattern masking blah 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 then into the weathering it's all in there hmm. in a handy dandy like 12 page guide brilliant uh, and it's absolutely terrific i mean at some point i will paint my cubis <laughs> and i'll do it just like this i'll just steal all those ideas mm-hmm. um but just wait get, until he's in the nursing home he'll have time then the, uh no, they're not taking me to the nursing home <laughs> <laughs> I will repel borders. I may attempt that. <laughs> but painting the, the Polish Home Army, again, really nice painting guide. But it's the explanation as well. So um, he goes through his style of painting 
which is obviously very stark highlights and contrast and stuff. But the, mm. then at the end, he goes, here's huh. the triad system that Foundry used that Kevin Dallymore developed. And then here's your standard layering method. And here's how you would do it if you were using these styles of painting instead, um, oh, which is a really nice little touch. So, yeah, this this isn't... It's an invaluable resource if you want to specifically do the Warsaw Rising. Yeah. If you just want to learn some techniques for vehicles and uh, you know infantry models, um, mm -hmm. then they're just absolutely cracking. And then the gallery pictures at the end are, are great as well. Very so cool. I really, I mean, well, like I say, I, I, I liked it so much, I bought it. And then he had a sale on at one point, and I bought another set of the infantry. Because I've got options then. Options, um, and if you like God. what Infamous JT does anyway. Mm. They also they also did dwarves, didn't they, and all sorts of different things. Yeah. Not, Not on yet their at the moment. They're still delivering those, aren't they? I think. No, no, no. They're, or are they, they coming to Kickstarter? They're coming or? to Kickstarter. Um, oh, right. Ooh. So we're we're in March. Yes. May. Sure. I want to say it's May. They're coming. So oh, okay. so we'll okay. keep an eye on that and let you know when mm, when they're nice on the hammer dwarf. Yes. Because uh, obviously uh if you weren't in the World War Two vein and you weren't in the vein for some Polish Warsaw uh, uprising figures, you probably have never heard of infamous JT, uh which means you may not be aware that there are going to be dwarves in his future. Uh so now you know and you've been warned and therefore you can't use any excuses. I think that's the main thing. <laughs> right, time for some news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we're back and it's time for some news. And oh... Lordy, there's a lot in that one, isn't there? Hmm? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Adepti oh, yes. can. Said the dog, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, big Adepticon uh, pre-orders from Corvus Belly for the World of Infinity. Uh, they do these every year, and they are back once again, like the Renegade Master. Um, these are going to be going live, properly live, from the 4th of March, and they'll go all the way through the 24th of March. But this will be your opportunity to dive into a new sectorial force for O12 called the Torchlight Brigade and their action pack. So this is a new set of glorious miniatures that are going to be showing up for you to use in your games of Infinity. And boy, do they look good. If you want to rescue people on far-flung worlds... Then forget about your hell divers. <laughs> <laughs> no, this paint these the as hell divers. <laughs> yeah, you or use these as hell divers. Yeah, very true. Uh, so the action pack itself uh, is broken down into a few different sections of uh, miniatures. You've got the Silver Star Rovers, as you can see there, looking gorgeous. Oh, I love right. these because I assume that that is their wee woo lights on their head. <laughs> yeah, they come in going red, blue, red, blue, red, blue, red, blue as they're chasing you down uh, the street. Those will only flash red because they're already blue. Yeah. I like the idea that it makes the same sound as the French police cars. You know, oh, it's slightly oh, oh, melodic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, but yeah, so you've got the Silver Star Rovers there um, and then you have the likes of the Hellblazers uh, close quarter battle specialist unit as well, rocking up with their swords and shields, as you would okay. do in a sci-fi world, looking gorgeous once again, as you can see. 
Really nice attention to detail on these. I love that they've kind of gone for that kind of uber sci-fi look on these, but then with that, obviously, that lovely twist of anime that you tend to get with, uh, and manga, obviously, but, with the Infinity. Well, any sci-fi universe that includes the Holy Orders, I think at that point, the police pretty much have to come armor shields. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, in addition to that, you've also got the Nimrod's Wetwork DET uh, edition as well. So you've got some, um, some additional specialists and things for you to throw into the mix. Uh, and then some of my favorites, the Striders Scouting Forward unit is also really cool. Love that armor design. Um, I can't quite tell if it's a mask. I think it's a yeah. mask on the front of the helmet. It, it's, it's, gone, of... it's gone full Enoch. Yes, <laughs> he has. Um, which I thought was very, very cool. Um Really like that as a as a concept on the model, and it just sort of adds to this to the uh, awesomeness of the the unit. I really like the the fact that they've done the additional sort of train and vehicles mm. in the background as well, as you can see. Like yeah. I know a lot of people are yeah, probably going to be going out there trying to make their own dropships and stuff for this. Which uh, can really nice. can you get that dropship from them? Or where did, I'm going to ask Carlos where the so. hell they got that from, no. just um, so I can tell everyone. One of the best models is also probably Silver Star Prime. Mm. Uh, I mean, rescue tag. Looks amazing. Rocking in with both the sword and what appears to be a flamethrower. I mean, why would you not? <laughs> just, waiting to see, just waiting to see what he transforms into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Murderous yes. death. Yeah. Oh, you've got to paint him in those colors now. That would be cool. Uh, but yeah, a really awesome addition to that um, action pack there as well. Mm. And obviously, this will mean that you could dive in and literally just start playing with those models. If you've maybe never touched O12 before, maybe this would be a good opportunity for you to start. A really nice action pack there filled with options. And obviously you could mix these with what already exists for O12 as well yeah. to make even more diverse and interesting um, teams on the tabletop, mm. which is very nice. Mm -hmm. In addition to that... Beautiful. They really are. In addition to that, we also have reinforcements in the form of Team Gladius. So these fall into the camp of reinforcements that we've seen already for the likes of Infinity. So ways for you to kind of bolster your, um, your faction and things like that uh, on the tabletop with additional specialists and things to sort of fill in the gaps, which is always nice to mm. see. Lots of different weapon types and things in there for you to choose from. I'm sure there will be people who are infinity specialists going, ooh, that's nice, that's a good combination, etc. and all that kind of good stuff. So make sure you go and pick that up. It's um, going to become a hoverboard in short order. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you <laughs> just see Killian sitting at his PC going... <laughs> <laughs> That is that is what he is wanting to do. Uh, and then last but not least, there is also uh, the limited edition authorized bounty hunter miniature, which is available for event exclusives. Uh, well, for this particular event mm. for Adepticon and will be included as part of a pre-order bundle. Um, so as I said, pre-orders for this stuff running from March the 4th through to March the 24th. You'll be able to get your hands on the Torchlight Brigade action pack alongside the Gladius team. And then if you combine those together you'll also get the uh, authorized bounty under as you can see there to use as you see fit in your games as a mercenary as an objective as a person of importance however you want to use it but yeah really good stuff there from the folks at uh, Corvus Belly for Infinity amazing stuff once again really cool options for those people who want to dive in and play around with uh, O12 a little bit more and uh, have some fun in the run up to Adepticon which yeah. is promising to be quite the event this year with all sorts of things mm. happening so, yeah. I do like the fact that the event miniature is available for people who can't get to the event. Yes. Because yes, I always used to good. Yeah. bug me as a kid. <laughs> going, event oh, exclusive. really? Event exclusive and yeah. I can't get anywhere near us. At least, at least you can pick these up either from Corvus Belly or I think sometimes the, um, 
They do them through stores through, as well, through yeah. stores now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to is on the bucket list for me. Yeah, it would be great to go there again. Actually, it's been a long time since we've uh, had. A well, no, we did there. Gen Con. We never did Adapticon. Well, no, but Gianna and, and Dawn had done. Uh, had done oh, it oh I know, but I, d- d- I don't care about them. I want to go. <laughs> I want true. to go. <laughs> um, I will also say, uh, in terms of event exclusives, I haven't got a link here, but the Avenging Guard miniature is also available at events this year as well. Mm. So if you are interested, pick that up for 2024. Make sure to check that out. You know what? I'll put a link in the show notes, and I'm going to remind oh. myself to do that right now. You're too nice to people. You really are. <laughs> you could go searching them. for it, or I could help yeah. you, because people are lazy. <laughs> Please uh, see when it comes to the show notes. You know that website. Let me Google that for you. Put the link in for that. Just put that in. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to go. Tippy yeah. tap. Right. Yeah. Um, off for some piracy with mm. Firelock. Oh, this is an interesting one that came out of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, Mike from Firelock Games announced this week that uh, they are going to be doing an alternative to their. I mean, they already do a pirate skirmish game mm. already, uh, but this one is a lot more focused in, a lot more uh, sort of granular in terms of its detail and its scope. This is Port Royal, which is a new skirmish game that uh, has tentatively been called uh, Imagine blood and plunder but slightly more time right <laughs> the idea is that this is set around the events of an earthquake that hit jamaica in mm-hmm. 1692 uh which devastated the uh the town of port royal uh, and so what you'll be doing is you'll be diving into the role of pirates naval officers and everyone in between you can play as the likes as i say of pirates privateers native americans the african maroons or maybe even your local government forces if you want to you know become the man um, <laughs> and you'll be fighting over the effective ruins of port royal which is uh laden with goodies and everything else in between as everybody strives to take territory and all kinds of good stuff like that so um, catch that pig we need dinner exactly um <laughs> in in true skirmish game fashion this is a campaign game so you'll be able to build your crew and as you go through, you'll be able to gain experience and develop them and sort of dive into different scenarios and sort of be the ones that take over this uh, sort of alternative direction for Port Royal during 1692, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, you did mention wild animals. They are something you will have to contend with, with in the game because as the town has sort of fallen into disrepute and um, there's ruins everywhere, I mean, it was already pretty disreputable anyway, I suppose. Um, there will also be wild animals running around. There'll be pigs for you to chase down that are probably on fire, because that tends to be the case, uh, as well as desperate civilians for you to deal with and all sorts of different things like that. Um, sounds really awesome. Uh, I know that the folks at Firelock Games have said that they're going to try and make this very easy to dive into. So it'd be interested to see how much of it is tied into the rules that we already know from Blood and Plunder and mm. stuff like that. Or maybe they've gone in an entirely different direction. We shall see. Obviously, a great thing about this is that it's very small model count because it's skirmish warbands. Yeah. If you already have blood and plunder stuff, you're pretty much set yeah, to go. Yeah. Just dive in and make the terrain. Um, but uh, if you're not, obviously, there are loads of plastic sets that they've done with the latest release of their um, mm-hmm. starter set last year, I think it was, uh, for the game. And of course, they did, uh, they've done loads of new resin models as well, sort of enhancing the metal range that they already have. Um, so there's loads of options for you to choose from when it comes into well, it comes to playing at, well, any of the factions that I mentioned earlier, pretty much. But yeah, sounds really cool. I'm excited to see this. Um, a lot of people don't want to take the the big step 
for blood and plunder with the likes of the the ships and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although the the plastic sloops obviously make that more affordable, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But the the big resin ones are still pricey. So mm-hmm. sometimes people look at it and go, mm, "It's an awful lot." And what if I don't like the game? Mm-hmm. This could be a great way of getting people to to see how much yeah, they enjoy yeah. piracy because mm-hmm. everybody enjoys piracy. <laughs> oh yeah. So on a moose bush of piracy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the the fact that you can run it as a, a narrative campaign where you're carving up bits of the island. I imagine there's going to be some sort of massive pirate map. Oh, um, obviously. Of Port Royal that you can then just claim areas, you know, so it's everybody fighting over what yeah. remains of the tavern. Print your own, get the tea bags out, start doing the old thing that you used start, to do, get steam. the lighter yep. out to do the edges. Yep. The... Do the edges, yeah, yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I, I'd be starting from the docks because if any new supplies come in, they're not making it to the tavern, son. Oh, we see oh, where Justin's going with this. Oh, you see that? Yeah. I imagine the docks are uh, either a, a, a massive bloodbath all the time. Or yeah, are owned the, by the government. <laughs> or, or are the one piece of sort of negotiable territory where everybody's a safe human. Because, yeah. uh, you know, otherwise you all die together. Yeah, yeah but... Do, do you really think the, the British forces are going to let anyone control it other than them? <laughs> I don't think they have any say in the matter. <laughs> so that uh, one goes. Post, post earthquake, all bets are off. Very true. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be coming to Kickstarter in the spring. So watch out for that. I'm mm. very intrigued to see what they do with it. They have also said that they're going to be running demos. We mentioned Adepticon earlier. Demos of Port Royal will be playing playable at Adepticon. So if you want to go and head over to that. You'll be able to get a taste of the game and see what you think. There is also a Facebook Facebook group already set up. Facebook. And if it's like any of the Facebook groups that Firelock Games have run in the past, it will be packed with previews and all sorts of different things uh, of the game in the run-up to its release because uh, they tend to be very nice to their community, which mm. is always good. So, yeah, really we fun. must attempt to get some of the Firelock people on the channel have a chat about that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I shall attempt to lure Mike out with a bit of apple. <laughs> that's how it works, just, isn't it? How it just, works. No, just just remind him that he owes us because of the time that I got him a cupcake cake. He'll know what I'm on about. I'm glad someone does. Right, <laughs> Muto martial artists from Crooked Dice. Then Benjamino. Yes. These yeah. are great. These are great for so many reasons. I'll let these you explain are... why they're great, and then I'll tell you why they're great as well. These are amazing. Uh, so Crooked Dice. Uh, do a huge range of different miniatures that cover all sorts of popular media, but with a slight slant to it and everything else in between. Um, these mutant martial artists, as you can see here, uh, are pretty teenage, maybe ninjas. They're definitely turtles. Um, and they <laughs> They are now available um, back on the web store for Crooked Dice and for use in 7TV and any other game that you might think of. Back in the day... There wasn't even a program guide for 7TV where you could play as these Mm. mutant martial artists. And it was really, really fun. And then I can't remember if these disappeared and came back or if these are entirely new. I swear there was some that existed out there on the internet before. Somebody help me in the comments. Uh, Probably hassle-free or someone of that ilk. Yeah. Um, But yes, you get all four of the uh, awesome characters looking very, very cool indeed with their signature weapons. That one's me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Donatello all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Wait, you like Donatello? What is yeah. wrong with you? He was the thinky dude. He's the awesome guy. All he yeah. got for a weapon was a stick. The thinking yeah. monster. But yeah, but this, right, because that explains their... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Their characteristics are explained in the weapons they're given. So Donatello, the most tech-savvy, the one who's always doing intricate stuff, gets given just a stick, the mm. most basic fighting weapon. Whereas Michelangelo, the one who's, who doesn't spend enough time focusing, gives the hardest weapon to use. Yeah. Uh, Raphael, the one who's a bit more aggressive and kicks off sigh. too easily. Gets it's the okay sigh to stab def- people? No, because they're not stabbing. They're blunt. There's no edge on a side. It's a defensive weapon. Can't, you, you can't stab people with them. Okay. So uh, the, the weapons were perfectly thought out and Shredder right. came back from Mutant Worms. Right. Yeah. And um, Leonardo is the Chad choice. There you go. Uh, roll with that. Instead. Worst, just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah. So you get the mutant martial artists, as you can see, they're looking amazing. <laughs> Drop them into your games. Have some fun. Really cool. I love that there's even a little kind of uh, Robo Rodent on one of the bases as well. Yes. Uh, they do do those separately. So if you're looking for lots of tiny kind of chaff to throw at your uh, your ninjas, then you've got some options there. But in addition to the martial artists. You can also get the mutant brutes as well. So if you're lucky, uh, looking to uh, dive in and throw some slightly more elite enemies, perhaps into the mix, you've got the choice there, which I think is fantastic. Your uh, bebop, bebop and, and rocksteady, rock yeah, mm. looking amazing. Uh, all sculpted by the same guy. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't pronounce your first name, but Didier has done an amazing job on these. They are fantastic, really, really good stuff. And if these are out in the wild again. I would Shell love shock. to see some other potentially evil villainous. Yeah. Where, where is our brain alien in robot? Exactly. Maybe some additional allies, perhaps a reporter or two. Yeah, mm. cool. Guy with a hockey stick, perhaps. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, why would you go to why would you go to anybody before you go to Casey Jones? Obviously, Casey mm. Jones, yeah. Casey Jones, who's an yeah. absolute lunatic. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys who plays up at the on Tabletop Club and the Causeway Giants um, animated that TV show. Wow, uh, really nice chap. Came from Canada, uh, where he also did the raccoons. Before, oh, childhood! No b- right b- in the childhood. But b- before they mo- he moved to Dublin, and they uh, they did a lot of the animation for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles down in Dublin, and then he That's moved so up to cool. Korea to the North Coast. And we were talking one day about something like the raccoons, and he went, "I drew that, you know." You went, "What? <laughs> this is amazing!" So, yes. amazing. so now, That's so cool. So now I need to get those turtles, and then we just run again. Play again. Down. Yeah. Look, look at your little tiny man's <laughs> turtle so power. Awesome. <laughs> Look at all their growing up being done. It's amazing. <laughs> I really like them, but you know, it's crooked dice. They mm. always go do good stuff. Yeah. Really um, and it'd be interesting because obviously they they pick from pop culture a lot, so I imagine it will focus more on the cartoon version than mm. the comic book version. Yes. Although yeah, we can yeah. always hope that we do get a Yojimbo Samurai Rabbit at some point. That would be cool. Because I think he may have turned up in the TV show once. As a, like Ooh, a walk-on part, I can't remember. Mm. Um, but but I definitely want to see that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely. Anyway, right now, galaxy far, far away. Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of stuff coming. Not for Legion, which is I mean about a minute and a half away from their fire seal, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, project it into the universe, Jerry. Project, project. 
for those people playing Star Wars <laughs> Shatterpoint, Price is uh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, there are some new squad packs coming up uh, in the next couple of months from Atomic Mass Games. Uh, there's uh, three of them for you to choose from. Uh, we're going to be starting off with the tales of the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin, and exploring uh, some of the characters uh, from that TV show that are going to be popping up. So you'll be able to pick up the Certified Guild Squad Pack, as you can see there, which features the Mandalorian himself, uh, clad in armor, helmet on, of course, uh, alongside little old Grogu, which is fantastic. It's still being Yoda. Stop being wrong. <laughs> I... Someone told me the name that the 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 in the community like the internet had started to call him that wasn't Baby Yoda. It was something like something Shitu or something, <laughs> and then everyone that was the reason that they started to name him Grogu in the show because they were like, we need to stop this being a thing. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone remembers that, make sure to let me know down below. But yeah, um, yes, yeah, so obviously you get Dinger in, you get Grogu, and then you've got Grief Karga as well. Ah, R.I.P. Carweathers. Mm. Uh, he can live on in your tabletop games, protecting your uh, trade outposts somewhere on the in the on a distant planet uh, in the Star Wars universe, having some fun with his blasters at the ready. And then, last but not least, there's also IG Eleven there. Uh, before he got turned into a papoose, um, <laughs> <laughs> a nanny droid. You've got the IG Eleven there, looking pretty badass as your assassin droid. Very nice indeed. Obviously, you could use them as their own squad in the game. Mm. Or, of course, with Shadowpoint, you can mix and match however you see fit. So if you wanted to throw in lots of different characters, you can do. Maybe bring in Luke alongside uh, these. That could mm. be kind of nice. Oh, yeah. That moment before he takes the BB away, it's just like, oh, crap. People turned up. <laughs> yeah. So have some fun with that and uh, and dive in. On the other side of things, you've also got the villainous uh, element to the Mandalorian show. You have the You Have Something I Want squad pack which features the awesome Moff Gideon looking rather cool. Uh, not quite as kitted out as he was towards the end of, well, the recent uh, mm. <laughs> stuff for the Mandalorian. Uh, but uh, looking very nice indeed, as you can see. Cloak billowing out in all directions. I, I just want to convert him so he's holding a chicken leg. <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, yes. Hermanos <laughs> Los Poyos. Yeah, yeah. Part-time run, part runs that uh, takeaway joint. Uh, but then you also get uh, the Death Troopers and Dark Troopers in there as well. So if you're looking again, if you're maybe looking to represent that particular endpoint of the of the Mandalorian, you know, with where Luke shows up, that could be pretty awesome. Fighting through the uh, the Imperial starship and going yeah. up to the bridge, that could be very cool. Um, obviously, got some nice options there. Again, run these individually, well, as is individual squad pack, or break them up and uh, you know use them in different configurations as you see fit. Another nice little set there. For those for those people step sorry, you were gonna say something? I was just gonna say he is armed with a dark saber there. I he wonder is, yeah, yeah. I wonder if there are options. By the way, sometimes they mm -hmm. have given a legion before it went away. Um you would have options for Sabine to have the dark saber or twin pistols or, you know, yeah that sort of thing. Uh or, some of the hats do come with different options. Uh I'm not entirely sure of the options for this particular set. Uh we'll have to wait until we get mm. a little bit more detail on that yeah. one. But um Or just go buy uh, it. Just go buy it and have some fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I do know that this, the next set that we're going to be looking at mm. does have lots of different options in it. So for those people who maybe uh, love themselves a bit of the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99 are going to be rocking out on the tabletop once more, uh, looking very cool. Um, I love the show. It was great to see them uh, in the Clone Wars, obviously. 
and really nice to see them expand and get their own TV show. And it's been really nice following that. Uh, some interesting twists and turns in the narrative for that one. Uh, won't drop any spoilers. It's the uh, child called Flick. Because <laughs> that's what a 99 is. It's ice cream with a flick. <laughs> there you go. So if I they're like the Clone one, yes. Force with yeah. 99. That's, that's do you Omega. prefer soft serve, Jerry? <laughs> it's the only uh, way to get a 99 mip. But yeah, this set comes with Hunter, Echo and Tech, Wrecker and Omega and Crosshair. Uh, some of them as dual bases, some of them as individuals. Um, they come with options to have their helmets on or off, depending on which way you want to go, which I think is quite nice. Uh, and obviously they're all in different poses and things like that. Again, can run them as individual characters or use them as part of a larger group. Um, it's been really interesting seeing the fact... I, well, the, I look at this set and I like that even though this was a cartoon and then the Mandalorian stuff was live action, mm -hmm. you feel like they both work together quite nicely because they've kind of found like a midpoint for the sculpting on these things quite nice um so nothing feels like it's out of place which is which is always good to see with miniature ranges especially at 40 mil where you're going to see the details mm. a lot more uh a lot more prevalently uh but yeah a really nice sort of set there as well for those people who want to dive in and play as the bad batch in their games of star Wars shatterpoint fantastic stuff maybe even add a slightly villainous element into things with these more ha 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 Watch the show, find out. <laughs> Is Flake an evil Jedi Sith Master? I will say no more. Dun, dun, dun. It's Jar Jar. It was always Jar Jar. He will always be the villain. I love how he's not popped up in anything yet. <laughs> ben, why do you have to hurt me like that? He will. He will at some point. Yeah. Give it time. Soon, soon we'll get the Gungan army that we've always wanted. But yeah. Did you know, just on that note, because I discovered this last night when I came home drunk. I was, you know, trawling through the internet. The big celebration played by the Gungan band at the end of Phantom Menace. The right. La, 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 yeah. la, 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 la. Just, you know, the massive celebration they're having, they're all parading around when Qui-Gon's like yeah, dead yeah. somewhere, everybody else having a grand old party. That is just the Emperor's theme sped up. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and then I went, that can't be right. I went and found the Emperor's theme and then Put sped it, it up. Yeah, yeah, and I went, oh, it is. It 100% is. So, <laughs> wow. so kudos, okay, I'm, I'm Mr. Williams. That between filming. Kudos, Mr. Williams, for sneaking Amazing. that little, you know, because obviously <laughs> Sheev Palpatine is there as the, uh, the senator from the boot oh, yeah. at that mm. point. And he's given the old, I watch your career with great interest. And there it was the whole time, you know, for people who didn't already know that he was going to become the emperor, it's there in the background as what he's grinning away. Easter egg. That's so cool. Amazing Easter egg. Brilliant. And I'm so impressed that Amir two decades after that film came out that I finally found that out. <laughs> so this is, a whole a, spin. this is a lesson for everybody. Always, <laughs> always just start Googling random stuff when you're drunk. Yeah. Always. That's how it always works. turns out well. Always yes. turns out well. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're closing things out with a little bit of Games Workshop news. Uh, there's mm. a couple of different ones to dive into. Uh, all of it about returning stuff, effectively. Um, we start off with some news for people diving into Warhammer Underworld, which is the skirmish game, which is kind of half board game, half card game uh, from the folks at Games Workshop. Uh, obviously, with a lot of the games that Games Workshop does at the moment, they go through seasons or they go through um, expansions and all sorts of new corsets and things like that. Um, 
Warhammer Underworld started off with Shadespire and Night Vault originally. Uh, well, a lot of those uh, warbands have then been converted into simply just miniature sets that don't have any cards with them. And you have to kind of plumb the depths of your card collection in order to use them in the new Rivals format and stuff like that. Well, Games Workshop have decided to come back and revisit these old warbands and make them fit into the Rivals format. Um, so that's the format where you basically just come along with a pre-constructed deck and you just play the game and you don't have to do any deck building, which is fantastic and very good and inviting for new players. There are going to be four warbands returning. So the Thorns of the Briar Queen uh, from Night Vault alongside Molog's Mob, Zarbag's Gits and the Spike Claw Swarm. So you've got your uh, your um, your Night Haunt there floating in uh, underneath Lady Oleander and stuff. Uh, alongside Molog's Mob, which is the wonderful trolls, uh, Zarbag's Gits, which is your Night Goblin-esque stuff, and then Spike Claw's Swarm, which was the first of the Skaven Warbands for the game, which I know a lot of people used to make more time models, and mm. rightly so. <laughs> Makes sense. Use those, along use those alongside those new uh, Witch Hunters, and uh, you'd have two perfect Warbands. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so these are going to be included, unfortunately... Uh, as part of one big box so you get all four warbands in the set alongside all of their decks um i kind of was hoping that they were going to do these as kind of separate mm. sets where you just get them and you get the rivals deck alongside it which would have been quite get, nice get the one that you want yeah rather than um, being forced to pick up yeah so unfortunately it's one of these things where maybe you dive in alongside a couple of friends and split this box especially if your warbands if your warhammer underworlds fans get the warband that you want from this sets that maybe you missed in the past um, and then get your hands on the thing. As I say, it's a great idea. It's just maybe a little bit of a shame in the way that they're going to package it up, mm. which is unfortunate. But It's an evil um, rope. Yes. Because <laughs> it's still taunt on his neck mm -hmm. and there's no reason for it to be taunt. So that that is the evil rope. Mm -hmm. That's like not the model that you're fighting with. It's I him. like to think that uh, Nagash somewhere is like twitching his little finger and that just keeps pissing off that ghost constantly. <laughs> I don't know. No, hang on. Maybe the ghost itself is just really conceited. So whenever they put the hood on and tied that up, it kept falling down. And they were like, screw this. I'm just going to run some wire through that. Maybe. It's going to look cooler. I'm going to look badass. Yeah, yeah I'm styling now. Yeah. That's um, probably my favorite set. It's really mm. cool. It's really yeah. nice, unique, uh, very different from the other stuff that exists out there. Trimmed out um, troll. I, I think that's probably why it's my favorite it's because it yeah. it looks like a thing apart and very different mm -hmm. um even down to what appears to be some sort of rock mimic they're yeah. all types of squig apparently so it's so, a squig rock it's a squig see, see, rock, yeah. here's the thing no none of them are anything like that he is just tripping balls <laughs> that might also be the case yeah. uh, uh yeah i think it's one of the things that's really nice about warhammer underworlds as a whole is that it's always been a really nice way for you to look at particular factions or mm -hmm. uh, a grand alliance and be like, I've always wanted to do destruction, but I don't want to make an army. How about I just buy Zarbag's Gits or I buy Molag's Mob and just paint a handful of models? You never have to paint that many. They're always in characterful and interesting. The sculptors really get to have some fun with it as well. The game also is great fun. can probably be played in about 30 minutes, which is awesome. Um and you can always keep revisiting it and having fun with it in terms of tactics and stuff like that. So they've made it really approachable um, and, and and really good fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I did an article last weekend mm. about why you shouldn't be sitting on Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Make sure to go and read that. It's not as bad as you think. So yeah. well, Reading? <laughs> <laughs> Who reads? I was elected to lead. Uh, yes. <laughs> good stuff there for Games Workshop for uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Just make sure you've got some friends to buy that mm. set. 
Uh, that's where I fall down. <laughs> Friends, I was elected to lead. But yes, uh, good stuff there on that front. Uh, moving from Warhammer Underworlds and the current state of uh, the Mortal Realms to what it was before and the world that was and the old world itself, a whole bunch more uh, returning miniatures are coming back for Warhammer of the Old World. Um, unfortunately, it's still around the Tomb Kings and the Bretonians. If you want to, I'm, I'm glad you said army, it like that. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I was thinking that. Mm. Uh, if you if you're looking to collect any other faction. Uh, pray to the gods that someone has put something on eBay for you or just get some 3D printed stuff, I guess. Uh, but if you are collecting either of these factions, they are coming back with a whole bunch of the uh, new plastics that were previously only available as part of the box sets for the game that uh, came out when the game released. Um, they're now going to be available separately, so the Necrolith uh, dragon there as well with the Tomb King on the top. Mm. Uh, alongside all of the core plastic stuff, further forces so for example with the, the tomb kings of kemri you're going to be able to get yourself the archers and the spearmen for your uh for your armies you don't have to now rely on just having to buy the big box to get your hands on all of these uh they're all obviously come on the larger base size although of course you don't have to worry about that if you've already got stuff that already exists just put them in bigger regiment trays <laughs> or just don't care don't, yeah just that's don't. what i'm doing um and have some fun with your friends uh but alongside that a whole bunch of returning metal miniatures are also coming back so lots of the older characters are returning from uh previous editions of the game and are they returning in metal they are returning in metal yes good they're all coming back in metal uh there are some exceptions to that a v variety of the slightly more awkward kits are going to be coming back in resin. forge world resin yeah. not fine cast which is important to note <laughs> So you don't have to worry about having to deal with that. It will actually come in a good resin, mm. <laughs> uh, which obviously is great for building because trying to build a Screaming Skull catapult made out of metal was a task. Uh, I'd be I mean, thinking more of the Bone thing. Giant. Or the, and the Bone Giant, which uh, is just top heavy. Yes, <laughs> especially when they strapped skeletons to his head. head. Yeah, yeah. As like some sort of uh, crown of skeletons. But they'll be coming back in resin. Um I'd say that's a lot of the stuff for the Tomb Kings. There is a lot more on top of that. It will mm. be on the um, Games Workshop web store this weekend. For the Bretonians, the Knights of the Realm on foot are going to be coming out. Uh, this will be a big set of 24 models, as you can see there, that will allow you to uh, make them as one big unit if you wanted to, one big regiment with hand weapons and shields. Or you can go with the halberds, depending on which way you wanted to go with these. Or you could split them up into two sets of uh, two sets of 12 so you could because uh, there's enough components in the set to make lots of different command um, options for them which is good to see they're going to be coming as the, your uh, plastic sets alongside a lot of the returning plastics as well so the Knights of the Realm are going to be coming back I didn't see um, peasants like bowmen, spearmen etc and men at arms and things yet uh, so but maybe we they did see be those in the reveals before yes. Christmas yeah so they were available so, yeah. Uh, as part of the original box set, mm. uh, but I hadn't seen them in the previews of what was coming this weekend, so maybe they're still in the yeah. process of getting round to getting boxed up and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but a lot of metal stuff is also coming back as well, so uh, your classic uh, Grail Knights and things like that are going to be rocking out once again. Um, just be aware that uh, if the initial set of metal releases was anything to go by, these are not going to be cheap. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about going to a shop. Who would have thought it would be? Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, uh, these are probably going to be fairly expensive. Definitely more of a collector's game 
<laughs> than uh, a sort of broad appeal game, ten, uh, definitely. But um, they're going to be coming back. So if you're someone who missed out on these older models, they're going to be landing back on the tabletop once again. I know a lot of people are using this as an opportunity to maybe get the models that they didn't get when they were younger. So, for example, the Green Knight is also going to be returning. Still a gorgeous model, uh, even to this Perry day. sculpts oh. always stand up. Doesn't matter what decade they're from, they exactly. will always stand up. Yeah. So if you're looking to get, see these returning, they are going to be landing uh, once again on the web store for you to pick up and use mm -hmm. to expand your armies. In terms of the four drop resin stuff for Bretonians, things like the trebuchet are going to be coming back in four drop resin. So that's going to be one of the kits for that, uh, alongside some of the other slightly more complicated stuff uh, and some characters and things like that. But yeah, a good mix of metal, plastic and resin arriving this weekend for the old world to finally allow people to expand their Bretonian armies beyond that kind of 1,200 point limit that potentially a lot of people found themselves finding finding themselves at mm. as part of the release for the old world but yeah good stuff. I, I do think i'm i mean i was never planning on getting any of it anyway but i'm fatigued with bretonian and tomb kings yes because we've been hearing about them since october november pretty much yeah and they're mm. still releasing them now mm. and mm. we've not heard hide nor hair of any other army well, we got previews for Orcs and Goblins uh, a month ago now, oh, but must still have nothing like on them. Yeah, I think you, I think you were perhaps on holiday, Joe. Well, well done, me. <laughs> the audacity. Yeah. Well done, um, me. And the, the, the thinking is that they're going to be landing alongside dwarves, which would be obviously a natural yeah. partnership. Uh, but again, if it's going to be one of the things we're going to have to wait quite a while well, this is to it. get for, your hands on this stuff. For people yeah. after specific armies, it's, mm -hmm. it's the drip feed. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the big complaints I often hear from people about mass battle games is it takes so long to put an army together and paint it. And I understand that some people want to have their army immediately, but would it not have made more sense to go this month, we're going to release two core boxes for four factions. Mm -hmm. Next month, we're going to release two core boxes for four more factions and then cycle back and people yeah. could have all collected at the same point because if and you're then part of a group, specialist stuff in later, kind yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if you're part of a group and one person wants to play Tomb Kings, one person wants to play Undead, great. One person wants to play Elves, unlucky. And one person wants to play Orcs. Mm, you could be there soon. It could be years before they actually have enough stuff to play together. And I know because your actual player base that you're building for the game is going so slowly because is... of the faction layout that they've done. And it's always when it's a new game coming out, people always say, "Oh, they need to get so many factions out." Mm -hmm. so that people can play um and there's there's always the complaints that it's it's slow going mm -hmm. however in this one instance it doesn't have to be because there is 30-ish years worth of releases for all yep. those armies <laughs> all the modes are sitting yeah. there stockpiled somewhere they just needed to go we're not do it in our standard army release way we'll break it up yeah we'll, we'll treat it like it's an entirely new game and we just divvy stuff up and and mm -hmm. yes it means you might not get all the toys for your army for a few months, but it means at least you're at the same level for all the players in the group. Yeah, it's been something of a double-edged sword in terms of content, like we're talking about, yeah. you know, people creating stuff for the game out there. Like, I know a lot of channels that are really excited to play the old world, and I've watched a bunch of their battle reports, and they're fantastic, and it's been really good to see the game played, and I mm. love the mechanics that they've gone with and what they've done with the rules and stuff. 
but it's that situation of oh, I've just watched a game between Beastmen and High Elves. I can't buy those armies. <laughs> mm. And you're like, ah, well, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. It's, it's, I, uh... I'm about to go off the boil and go play something else. Exactly. Yeah, mm. and you wonder why a lot of channels going back to 40k and Age of Sigmar and stuff. Mm -hmm. On the plus side, that Tomb King, his necklace does come with a Thagomizer on the back. Uh, so that's great. Google's Thagomizer. And, and if, if, people, if people are not aware of Thagomizer, go and look that one up because you'll, <laughs> I'm, you'll, I'm you'll enjoy that one. Horrifying wonderment. It's, it's just marvelous, uh, and I love everything about it. Right. That's enough go. news for us for this week. Mm -hmm. I think we'll have a little swish. And when we come back, we'll round out the show. Okay, we are back and ready for Ooh. some 3D printing. Yeah. And we are having a look at Novak Dawn. Yeah, mm. so uh, over the last little while, we've been looking at some interesting bits and pieces, creating all sorts of different stuff for uh, your kind of classic tabletop games, your grimdark sci-fi and everything else in between. Uh, Novak Dawn, uh, quite grimdark, uh, but in a slightly like, here's a fun freaking monster um, mode. Uh, so yes, <laughs> if you're someone who's been looking at the weird and the wonderful and mm -hmm. wanted something equally weird and wonderful to throw into your games, I would recommend coming and checking out the Novak Dawn stuff because it is, quite frankly... Oh, Morag uh, from Tick the High Road. <laughs> Another one um, for the kids there, isn't it? Huh? It is awesome, over the top, very arty, uh, definitely grimdark. Painters' models, effectively, mm. but obviously there's no reason why you couldn't use these on the tabletop. Uh, you know, 32 mil. So it's just a fantastic model to throw into your games and have some fun with. With these, a definite slant towards the chaotic and the mm. evil and the twisted, which is always nice to really? see. Um, but all, maybe, maybe they're just maybe, misunderstood bad maybe, guys. Maybe the skulls are the skulls of her ancestors. Could be. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. she has to go on a killing spree to avenge their deaths. Yes. Which was caused by some holy paladin coming in one day when they were sacrificing a village and killing them all. It's terrible. It's a yeah. It's real. It didn't even say story. hello. Just started murder. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I've had to rethink my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, some really awesome models in this one. I really like Gorbog, the massive mm. like troll crusher. I think it's a phenomenal model. It's the reason that I kind of picked this one this week. Um, I, I, I have like a fascination with trolls and giants alongside all sorts of different things. Maybe because they're the main foe of dwarves, perhaps. Um, that would make sense. <laughs> know thy enemy. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought this one was absolutely fantastic. Really nice quality to it. Um, I loved the kind of boils and everything building up over the back um had a very reminiscent feel of stuff from like blood rage and mm. kind of adrian smith style artwork which i thought about was quite, mm. quite nice about this one um good use of things like the skulls and the and the bones there to give you a sense of scale as well which is always important with these kind of models uh stomping forward very nice model for you to drop into your games as kind of like a boss creature or something there's a lot of skirmish games out there at the moment where you will potentially need big models to like represent um, fiendish things for you to fight with your warbands and the like. These very much allow you to kind of uh, zone in on, that, in on that and do something very similar. Uh, also, a very good mi mm -hmm. uh, mixture of stuff here that would be uh, a good fit alongside the stuff from like Bestiara miniatures that we looked at previously in the past. A very similar aesthetic and feel to the models. 
that could be uh, uh, sort of blended together with that range as well, which I think is quite nice. Um, just curious if, gorgeous if it loses anything <laughs> in the drop from 75 to 32. But it doesn't appear to. So, no. No, it, it looks, looks good. Nice, yeah. mm -hmm. no, it looks good. Yeah. Hello, what's the, the Winter Wonder Horrorland stuff that I'm seeing just poking <laughs> out the bottom of the page? Yeah, so there are some kind of like uh, wintry, Christmassy, twisted goodness mm. as well for you to dive into and have some fun with, uh, which we will see. Um, there's a you are fascinated by this model as well, aren't you? Jerry? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Which is good. All the limbs gives the best hugs. Yeah. What can I say? I'm I'm a fan it's of mythos and body horror. There. It's uh, more the arms to hug you with. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's uh, Mr. Tickle from the Mr. Ben. It's his, <laughs> his great grandma. Well, uh, they did that. Winnie see the crack Pooh cocaine not movie. one time. Yeah, they they did the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. So why not the Mr. Men mm. movie? So yeah. Oh, don't worry, it's coming. Steamboat Willie and Tigger are also coming as <laughs> because they're both public domain now as well. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. God. That one's lovely. I really like that one. Yeah. Uh, just imagine them doing a horror show of Mr. Ben. <laughs> it's, it's very Guillermo del Toro. It is mm -hmm. kind of eyes in the hands kind of feel. It makes yeah. extruded limbs and mm -hmm. uh, creepy. One of my favorites is the Drathomir. If Drathomir, if you go down to the skeleton champion before we go into the winter stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, that chap, I think he's fantastic. I've always got like a soft spot for skeleton champions and stuff, uh, and this guy just rules. Uh, could see him at the head of a uh, an undead legion. As a white or something, which I think is quite nice. Lots of different yeah, options, choice, which is always choice good. of heads. Yeah. See, I'd love to do, see someone do a skeleton champion, but his armor is just all random bits that he's picked up and scavenged off people. Mm, so a complete mishmash cool. of armor on him. Yeah, in different colors and all sorts mm -hmm. of different things, different styles. That'd be quite yeah, nice. that I think could look very cool if someone would sculpt that up, please, mm. for Christmas. <laughs> it's probably out there somewhere in the wide, wide world of three D printing. But yeah. Mm. yeah. Probably pay somebody to do it for you. Yeah, what's I that, could what's do, that yeah. thing that all the kids go to? Fiverr. Yeah, God, don't go to Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been near it, but I Jay's hear, I hear it's for the kids. God, don't go here. Yeah. Don't go to Fiverr. Yeah, but yeah, some it's quirky um, snowmen. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely not full of body parts. I mean, definitely they've got some red on them when you paint <laughs> these up. Mm -hmm. uh, good for all your. Christmassy themed uh, adventures on the tabletop. Still many months out, but be prepared, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sure. The way marketing goes these days, the Christmas stuff will be out next month. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In hell, uh, we weren't even properly into the new year before the Easter stuff was on the shelves. Exactly. Yeah. Although my girlfriend is uh, quite happy that there's plenty of cream eggs everywhere. So. <laughs> oh no! Have you not or... seen Domino's new one? They're doing like deep fried cream eggs. I have batter. had one. I have had one, and it oh. made me feel sick. So. Good, yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, I ate it, and at the end, I went, "I can't, I can't eat it anymore," which is a a, a new thing for me. So, that's uh, but yeah, the, put the really magic hat on Frosty, huh? yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the ten, I like to think that maybe the creature is inside the hat, yes, and it's all just animating everything else. That, uh, with that like would make a lot of sense. Now they yeah. put the hat on, and all you heard was Gryffindor. <laughs> Yeah, and then he did crack. Yeah. Very cool stuff indeed. I like all the skulls embedded in the the butt and stuff. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Skull butt, butt yeah. skulls. 
there's stuff that's kind of Halloween themed as well. So there's lots of pumpkin based stuff as well, which I think is quite nice. Obviously, with these kind of campaign, well, campaigns and tribes and everything, tend to get themed stuff every month. And so you get a lot of that stuff flowing through as well. I'm getting uh, Nightmare Before Christmas vibes. Mm, this is yes. Halloween. This is even Halloween. more nightmarish. Yeah. <laughs> Some very cool uh, horror style stuff in here. As I say, definitely the stuff that's intended for kind of grim darky style universes and people building armies that fit into that kind of mold that we've seen developing over the last couple of years uh, where people like to dive in and build up armies of the undeath for all their indie games and things like that. These are very much yeah. no bat wings. No bat wings. So yeah. maybe a, uh, a Lloyd might want to come and check this one out. Yeah. Very true. If it wasn't the extraneous scullage. Yeah. <laughs> They Maybe don't need bat wings when they've got all those skulls. Yeah. Nah, this is this is fair. I wonder if there's a balance how many skulls you can put on to how many bat wings. <laughs> the skull to bat wing index. Yes. Yeah. Very true. But uh re and really nice undead models. Mm. Really cool soldiers. Yeah. Um very good stuff there on yeah. that front. Just put them on some square bases, rank them up, and off you go. Yeah. And in good God poses as well. So they're not um uh, they don't. They're not like. I mean, they're slightly shambling, but they feel slightly more martial. Which I think is quite nice. Yeah. Um, as if they've remembered their skills from death. Uh, the, no, they were just raised by a level two wizard. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. No. They're very nice. I do yeah. enjoy those undead. When we go, if I go further down, is anything else clever? There's the first undead. Ooh, hello. Lots more shambling skeletons. Mm. To fill Have a in quick the look at this one. Yeah, I, off. I always love sculpts where it's just them clawing up out the ground. Mm. Good base filler stuff, which is always nice mm. as well. Oh no, that's just my front rank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First rank fight, second rank fight. Why? Because <laughs> yeah. they're shorter. Yeah. But yeah, gorgeous stuff there from uh, Novak Dorm. Uh, mm. Lots of stuff developed over the last little while. Uh, there's a tribe for you to dive into and have fun with. Uh, Gorbag is one of the most recent models. They also do free samples and everything else in between. You can also buy physical prints from Only Games. So if you've liked the look of this and you don't have access to a 3D printer, you can always go and head over to Only Games. And it still boggles my mind that it's called Only Games, considering mm. the implications. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Exploration is not that. required. Not that I know anything about that, of course. Um, but yes, you'll be able to dive over and check all that stuff out, get your hands on physical miniatures as well as digital ones, and have some fun. Mm. Good stuff. Lovely stuff from Novak. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. A couple of Kickstarters to finish off the show. Yes. And... First things first, people are going plundering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, RKX Miniatures are back with part two of their Operation Plunder campaign. Previous to this, they had done a selection of Canadians, mm. allied forces uh, for World War II. There's currently a whole army of them sitting on a shelf outside the room Shay's in at the moment. There we go, yes. Because <laughs> John went absolutely boogaloo for that. <laughs> Now, John's I not remember, in this week. yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope somebody just messages this link to John. Shay, mm -hmm. if uh, anybody would do that, I'm sure that would be terrible. Why am I not trusted with this? I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll think I'm, about it now. Because John might look uh, at the one Shay sends. 
Yeah, yeah fair, fair. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. If he still some mine has all the bad cookies. Yeah. Uh, so this is an expansion to that uh, sort of uh, sort of point in time in World War II. Uh, and this is effectively the other side of that conflict. So where we had the Canadians and the Allies before, this is the Axis side of things. Fosh and this America. is a uh, 20 mil selection of Falschemirge, yeah, uh, based on the soldiers from 1945. Um, no physical rewards in this campaign. It's all 3D printable stuff, as I say, in 28 mil. Uh, they have used photo uh, photography and obviously evidence and, and stuff from the, the period in order to recreate the miniatures, which I think is absolutely fantastic. We obviously saw that being done yeah. um, earlier the in the show. The miniatures look way less happy. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't still you happy. Yeah. Wouldn't you if you were marching to war? <laughs> Tabletop war where you die endlessly all the well, time. I mean, it, it depends, it depends if you have that yummy, yummy chocolate that the Germans had. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you get a whole bunch of uh, 3D printable files. You get your platoon HQ, you get your rifle squad, you get all of your special weapons. So you've got the likes of the Panzerschreck team and your marksman, your MG34, and obviously all the different bits and pieces for your marching squad as well. So if you're going to create a little bit more of a diorama, you've got those options, which I think is quite nice. Alongside the Flak 30 autocannon, as you can see there at the bottom too, which I think is quite good. They've also done a selection of bases for these as well. So if you want to make them themed, to that kind of um, urban warfare that we see from the images and stuff like that. We've got the options to get the bases for those, which I think is quite nice. Um, one thing that they've said about the range as well is that it's been, while a lot of times you'll see campaigns like this and they'll say, oh, you can vary this between 15, 32, whatever, etc. Mm -hmm. These have been specifically designed to give that really nice 28 mil feel. So they, they are fit for that scale effectively. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is quite good obviously means they fit into a whole range of different games anyway um, bolt action chain of command whatever you want to go for really um, as well as the Falschimega you're able to go in and pick up all the stuff that like John had picked up <laughs> all the stuff that people like John had picked up uh, in previous campaigns so you've got your German stuff in terms of infantry and armour you've got your allies in their various guises with the Commonwealth and everything else in between as well uh, alongside a range of different uh, stretch goals that have been locked for this campaign, yeah. which is very well funded, as you can see. So um, yeah. a great selection of different options there for those people wanting to play as the Falschimjäger mm. and the Axis on the tabletop. Very good stuff. This is fancy. They've already got some of the unlocks done as yeah, well. Yeah. So mm -hmm. another MG team. Mm -hmm. and uh, Some alternative sculpts, always good yeah. to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else is on the way? Assaults. Black stuff. Everybody's favourite, based by Flag based on idiot. shares as well. So if you see yeah. this and you like the campaign, maybe you're a maybe you're a backer. Dive in, share this on social media, and uh, I mean, yeah, help Just unlock the, them. They're, they're somewhere between fifty and hundred at the moment. So mm. everybody yeah. chip in. I use the hashtag. I don't know how hashtags work. <laughs> hashtag uh, no hashtag. I, I, don't, I honestly don't have a clue. <laughs> Click a thing though, and that'll probably do stuff. Yeah, or have yeah. your nan share it. Yep, yeah. and then the, the actual money cash money unlocks so medic in there very nice Multi -team. Uh, 81 mil mortar the multi-part uh, kit for being a bit more uh versatile and then some additional add-ons could it give a wagon Google wagon Google wagon <laughs> oh pumas oh no oh uh, you know likey oh paul stand down paul <laughs> Stop panicking, get off that ledge. <laughs> Pack 40, 
light 40 mil. Oh, the the light cannon was great. I mean, because it was just stripped down. Cause it just looks like a toy. Bear in mind, they had to drop these things out of planes. So yeah. so they made yeah. they made some very stripped down versions of machine guns and artillery pieces and even some of the the weapons um, that you'll see the Fallschirmjäger carrying. Is where, it big you know, enough to hurt someone? Yes, good enough. You know, hollowed out stocks or stocks replaced by just you know bracketing yeah. instead of full wooden, just to save on weight. They've hammered through these at real knots already, yeah, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. These three uh, D printing kickstarters tend to burst through their goals very quickly because it's obviously just. Yeah offering up digital assets isn't it really so mm. uh there's no nothing to worry nice. about when it comes Getting to grad. models so, yeah. nice. my favorite able to, able to dive in and get a whole bunch of stuff and if they unlock more of these it's just fantastic obviously just builds to builds on your pledge and your add-ons and things like that so get these uh 3d printed and have some fun with it yeah only yeah. john three john stretch goals his, away yeah. john gave his seal of approval to the last stuff so yeah <laughs> did and I'm, I'm sure at some point they're not too distant they'll appear on the table as well because yeah. mm-hmm. because i noticed Quite a lot of carriers printed out as well. Yes, quite a lot of carriers um, for spam carrier filth lists. I said one for each squad. Is what he's hoping. One for each squad makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right, eighteen days left on that, and massively funded. Yes, and that is Operation Plunder. And mm. then for the old timer types like myself, we have a Kickstarter that contains. Metal things. Mm. Why well, yeah. I, I can buy it on my table? Yeah. So for those people who are diving in, well, who want to pick up nice, bespoke, unique mm. uh, miniatures in physical format, Andrew May is back from Meridian Miniatures with another selection of illustrations turned into miniatures. Um, you'll know Fashion. that Andrew May has done this stuff in the past. Uh, if you've watched any of our shows, uh, weekends over mm. the last year or so. He tends to find artwork out there, be that illuminations um, from uh, religious texts or just artists that he enjoys working with and taking their drawings, their illustrations, and turning them into miniatures. Um, this time around, it is the turn of Sin Eater, who does amazing illustrations based on British folklore, mm. European folklore at large as well, uh, and has taken those miniature, taken those art pieces sorry, and then turned those into miniature form, as you can see here in 28 mil. Um, you mentioned materials there, Jerry. These are actually in very in high resin. quality resin rather than metal. But uh, the set is currently at six miniatures. There won't be any more. There won't be any less. This is just the set that uh, Andrew's working on. There's the Green Man, the Apple Tree Man, the Moon Villager, Aquarius, the Gnome, and then my favourite, beating out the Apple Tree Man, uh, the Soil <laughs> Wizard, which is just phenomenal. Absolutely See, th- this is what started the fight. He was digging beneath. The tree, exactly, yeah. And Digging someone said, "No, no." Yeah, the dwarf, like the dwarves. As you can see, based on the artwork there from Sin Eater, um, a lot of the qualities of the illustrations carried through really nicely into the final miniatures. Um, apparently, it was quite a task looking through what Sin Eater had done mm. and picking and which narrowing it down would tra- yeah. would narrow down and then translate over nicely into miniature form. Um, I think that uh, Andrew's done a, a sterling job with this stuff. Um, and cool. there are a lot of games out there in the indie sphere that uh, use miniatures akin to this or e- exactly like this. Um, so if you're looking to dive into any of those games, maybe a little bit of Forbidden Psalms or mm. 
uh, trying out Verret Wood or any of the games of that ilk in the 28 mag range and things like that, these would be a really like, nice option for you to throw in there to kind of build on that folklore fantasy aesthetic. Uh, either go with slightly more bright and poppy color schemes, as you can see here, or dull them down and make them slightly more grim and twisted, throw a bit of blood in there, whichever way you want to go. I think there's something to be said about the very bright and happy nature to these mm. as they rip your face off. <laughs> uh, the kind of clown thing, maybe. Uh, I think that's quite cool because it's like, ah, oh, yes, Merry Doll Dingle Day. I am the <laughs> god of spring and spring means rebirth. And that means we need you to die so you can water the ground <laughs> with your blood. <laughs> ah. No, folklore. it's so safe. <laughs> Drop them into 7TV. Oh, yeah. With... Yeah. Um, haven't they done a really nice set of Robin Hood? They have figures yes. for Seven TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he was always messing around with Hearn anyway. Yeah. And eventually, you're bound to either wake one of these up or piss one of these off. So what? They're tired of him robbing in their hood. Sure thing. <laughs> I know that was awful. I'm sorry. That is, <sighs> that is oh, just the worst. Robin with the game. Even that the Aquarius model as well. It's lovely. It's really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. alongside the stuff Anna did. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. which yeah. was also uh, a campaign that Andrew ran, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 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 Meridian Minutes working with lots of different illustrators and things like that to create really interesting and diverse campaigns. I like them that they're very, they're always self contained. There's mm. no stretch goals and add ons for you to worry about. You literally just get the models, they're right yeah. at your door. Um, it, he says it takes as long as it takes. So if it takes a little bit longer than he thought in terms of delivery, mm. that's because he wants to make sure that every single miniature that you get is as perfect as he, yeah. as he can possibly make it. Um, so it will arrive in that lovely crisp resin for you to start painting and having fun with. I know there are no add-ons, but a little set of postcard versions of the prints would be Ooh. lovely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wonder if Senator sells them himself and that's Yeah, they they do have their own store where they sell their prints and things, so if you're looking to check out that artwork, yeah. you can get it. It's very nice. And Jerry goes to basket, hits by. I don't <laughs> know where you get this idea from. <laughs> How dare you? He's already bought it. Shut up. Uh, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Shut up. It's probably already in the post, Airmail. Right. There are only two days left yeah so get in or miss out yeah fill your bits with your senator miniatures and uh go whack full all the door through the forest it'll be fine it, it'll be a, a rumble time for everyone i think that wraps us up for this week yeah yeah i think so we're going to be back on sunday morning over on tabletop.com for our xlbs where you can join us where we'll have Possibly both brothers, Johnson. Who knows? Ooh, risky. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, we'll have a bit of a wetter about our hobby and yours over there. It's much more relaxed and laid back. Uh, there's not as much thinking goes into it. It's very, very easy. If you saw last week, Lloyd shares the most inappropriate things. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his uh, his search of gloves will mm. stay with us all forever. Um, if you yeah. don't know what we're talking about, then you should come over to on Tabletop. Uh, you can get a free 30-day trial. Uh, have a poke around and see what we get up to behind closed doors. Otherwise, we shall be back again next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong.
Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.